You are listening to Q&A in the Kitchen, podcast edition. It's a show where body piercing experts sit down and discuss topics at length. Brought to you in part by Skin Kitchen Tattoo, the Axiom Body Piercing Studio in depth before decaf. So let's join the conversation between Jack, Davo, and Wesley on the couch in the Skin Kitchen. This week, episode number 17. This is the second of three episodes where tattoo artist Sherry Sears of Creative Images joined us on the couch to talk about how the tattoo industry has evolved over the last 30-odd years that she's been involved. So, grab a cup of coffee, get relaxed, and here we go. All right, welcome Go back to Q&A in the Kitchen, featuring Sherry Sears from Creative Images Tattoo here in Des Moines, Iowa. And the regular crew. And these monkeys. Uh, Davo, Piercy Guy, Wesley, Tattooey Guy, Jack, Tattooey Guy, Eskin Kitchen Tattoo, also in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I was curious, because when we went into your beautiful new studio, just back up over here, we're mm-hmm. almost neighbors, it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Now I don't have an excuse not to stop by. I still have a piece on the back of my thigh. Do you remember that 9-11 piece we started on the back of my yeah, thigh? Yeah, With the, yeah, that needs to be done. <laughs> so anyway, it started like 10 plus years ago. Well, it was like right after 9-11. It's like probably within a year. Anyway, she has no idea what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> um, but I saw uh, for the longest time back from when I got tattooed by you, you, you did my first professional tattoo. Um, probably 90 or two or something. Anyway, um, you used the traditional coil machine, the electronic coil machine. And if I'm not mistaken, the other day when we were in there, you are using a rotary style. I am using a rotary machine. I was a bit surprised, and I was I've been off and on curious about if you made the switch because it took me a little while. How long have I you been using it? I love the rotary machine. Okay, so... tell me about that. I have always been an artist, and I'm not very good at the technical parts. Mm -hmm. And when I learned to tattoo, I was taught how to put the machines together, how to make adjustments on them, but we tuned by sound. Yeah. You know, my teacher was also not very technical. He could make a machine run nice and run smooth. But couldn't tell you how to do it. You just kind of. But I didn't know anything about the technical parts Mm -hmm. of it. If it makes the right sound, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Right. And so that's kind of how I rolled with that for a long time. Uh huh. And then yeah, they finally came out with some rotary machines that were a affordable, Mm -hmm. and B actually worked. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like them because it takes all the technical parts away. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a a coil machine is like a carburetor. It just requires constant adjustment. That's good and it's, and you're guessing on this or that if you don't know all and if you're a tech weenie, then you're all about well you got to use this and you got to do that and these things go together and these things don't go together and yeah I'm a just lot. not a tech weenie yeah so I just don't care about that stuff like, how that's, long that's part of my experience of getting tattooed throughout the years was like ugh take the gloves off go over get the equipment out adjust right, adjust right, adjust right. put everything back okay now where right, was i right you tattoo you have right. to do it sometimes oh Stop yeah and be like oh be in the middle of a tattoo something snaps break capacitor pops you know you'd have to replace a spring or something in the middle of a tattoo you know 50 minutes of adjustment and anybody who's spent any times behind uh an electromagnetic machine a coil machine that just happens 
It just does. Every yeah, anybody who's used a coil machine for any length of time has had a spring break or a capacitor pop mm -hmm. or something right. tragic go wrong with your machine while you're using it. Uh, how long how long have you been using it? And the one you're using now is that the one you've been using since you switched, or how many? It is. Ones? I uh, I started using them when they first came out with this particular type of machine. Mm -hmm. They weren't great in the beginning, you know, but they've made some adjustments and better pieces and parts and mm -hmm. stuff. And now the ones that we have now are great. Yeah. I don't use real expensive, fancy ones. Now, Molly, my partner, she uses machines that are built by a local artist here who's a tech weenie. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he builds machines that are kind of a cross between a rotary machine, but it does have a spring on it. Right. And which they like that for certain types of things. Personally, I just want that machine to drive that needle. Yeah, yeah. I will take care of all the rest of it. Exactly. The hand knows what to do. Right. I don't need. I just want that machine to make that needle go up and down as constantly as possible. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I'll take care of the rest of it. And so I like a machine that just works. Just fucking does it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it just delivers it and doesn't do anything else. That's a good, yeah. So, and it doesn't have a lot of finessing. It doesn't, you know, uh -huh. I call it my black box because it's just a really right. basic little piece <laughs> of equipment, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just a little black box of equipment. Right. But that puppy does everything I want it to do. Yeah. And it's funny because like all other machines, just like your coil machines, uh -huh. every one of them's different. Right. You know, because I have true. one that's my liner machine, you know, and it lines like crazy. The others don't do that so good. Mm -hmm. You know, I have one that will push a big shader all day long and just never break a sweat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's fine for that sort of thing. Right. And I have some others that do in between things. And it's funny because they're all the exact same thing, made out of the exact same parts. But they just but every run one different. Of them, it just has its own personality. And with yeah. the rotary, you can push all of those needles just as well as the last with that one mm -hmm. machine. Right. And are you still, <coughs> excuse me, are you still using um, traditional tube and needle, or have you switched over to the cartridge? No, I still use traditional tube and needle. I only just in the last couple of years quit making my own needles. Yeah. And wow. using stainless steel tubes, nice. um, which I did, you know pretty much all of my career. Right. But there again, I, and my problem was always, I'm kind of cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and Fair so enough. I could find things that were the quality that I wanted, but they were more than I wanted to pay. Yeah. And things that are the price you want to pay, they're not the quality I want to use. Yeah. And so that was where I was at. Well, now they finally, I have finally found the quality I want for a price I'm willing to pay. Nice. And in both needles and tubes. And so now right. that I've found that, I'm very happy and right. I just and they work really well with my black box and How long have you been using the black box? Mm, I'd say probably 4 or 5 years. Yeah. 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 So And did you was it your What's the the girl you work with? Miss Molly. Molly. Miss Molly. Did did you did she turn you on to rotaries, or did you just go into it just because you were curious? I always knew they were there. Yeah. And uh, for years and years, I used one basic supplier. Pretty much, I bought all my stuff from. Uh -huh. Well, and as you mentioned earlier, there used to only be two basic suppliers. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, now there's hundreds. Mm -hmm. And so, in order to meet my more modern needs, I've been looking at other suppliers. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, other suppliers give you more options that maybe your one supplier doesn't sure. have. And so I was starting to be exposed to more options, right. and I just decided to try it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, once I tried liked it, it, I liked it. And I was very much the same way. Well, I just want to adjust that camera. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to fuck up the flow and at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
It's like I'm looking at it. It's like, oh, that's a great shot of the tree. <laughs> also bumped it. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. But I, uh, I was somewhat the same way when you said about the the tubes and everything. You you have a way that works. It works. Why really fuck with it or change it? Right. Um, I was that way with the coil machines when the rotor machines were becoming kind of the talk of the town and. Uh, when the Cheyenne came out with the pods mm -hmm. and all that. And I looked at that uh, as probably just one of these goofy flash in the pan. It's too expensive. Anybody who works in a good busy street shop wouldn't, you know, that's right. for these guys that work on one piece a day and uh, might use three or four, maybe five pods. If, if you're in a street shop, you do six, eight, ten tattoos mm -hmm. a day. Right. You're going to go through right. 30, 40 bucks worth of the, you know, it just didn't it's make not sense in my mind. Effective at yeah. Point. yeah. For some people, maybe whatever. Well, the more they stuck around and all that, I ran into somebody and I was that used one of those and was able to finally talk to them and ask them these questions that were mm -hmm. kind of bugging me about them. And um, I ended up buying one because of that. And uh, a lot, like you said, it just does exactly what it needs to do. It's You pick it up every day. It does the exact same thing. You don't have to fuck with it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's right. none of this middle ground. Right. So if you, and what the thing I love that's great about it is if somebody comes back and they had a bad heel or it didn't, you know, something just wasn't quite right before you had to go, well, was my machine, how was my machine running that day? I don't remember. Right. I think I was having trouble with my machine. Right. Now it was you, yep. right. you know, <laughs> you fucked it up. You know? you and, yeah. Right. Unless, you know, unless they dug into it or jumped into an acid bath. Right. It was you. Cause right. that machine ran the same that machine fucking is way. So consistent. Right. And, and I don't know about you, but I've noticed lately, especially here the last couple of years, that I don't know if it's just I've gotten so used to handling that machine or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and some of the other products that we use that are more modern, um, there's really just very little issue with healing. Yeah. You know, there's very little scabbing. There's very little oozing. And even mm -hmm. stuff that's like in the ditch or yeah. other places that are notoriously difficult to heal. High on shoulders. The, you know, the healing process is so much better now. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, part of that's got to be because our machines are so good. Mm -hmm. And when you're using disposable tubes, you always have a good, fresh tube. Yep. You know, when I was using my stainless steel tubes, of course, there's a certain amount of wear and tear on mm -hmm. them. You know, and even though you you take care of them and you do things with them, you, you still might be using something that's not optimum. Right. You know, right. maybe it's seen better days. It's uh -huh. still doing the job, but it's not great. Right. right now, I get a great tube every yeah. time. Yeah, you have that consistency. You know, I get a like... great needle every time. Right. You know, well, I always had a great needle every time, but, right. you know, but the it tube... It takes that little, that little bit of possible inconsistency just off the table completely. Yeah. Right. So, like I said, if you get a bad heel or something didn't come back the way you intended... You know it was what you did. Yeah. And I think that helps us as artists because then we can go, okay, I know what I did there and why I did that. Boom, off the list. Where before, we maybe had to see three or four or ten come back and go, right. okay, it's okay, probably something I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. So it, I think it helps us be better artists. Yeah. Right. So for those that aren't artists, can you guys explain the difference between coil and rotary? Yeah, go ahead. A coil machine, um, basically, if I had one here in front of you, um, well, Jack's going to help us out with that. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have visual aids for this. And uh, basically, a it's just a, you have a, rotary, a good rotary that would have It's probably more complicated than my black box. So, I guess we're carrying the show all on our so own right send now. Them, uh, send them on their way, they'll be back soon enough. Now, here's a nice good old swing gate you can use. So, oh, yeah, I love a good swing gate. And then um, here's a good rotary. This one. 
So, yeah. Oh, no, so you guys' rotaries are a lot And this is a, yeah, and we both have our cam here, so that way wow. people can kind yeah, of see that's a, that's a really how it works example. as a rotary. Yeah, Go ahead and let Jerry kind of tell about each one, you can start All right, with in our basic coil machine, here we go, you would have your clip cord hooks into here. Your electricity comes in here, it runs around these little coils, and then it shoots up this little wire through the capacitor, and it jumps across the spring. And as it jumps across the spring, that's what drives your spring up and down. Now, this capacitor has all kinds of little tiny wires. Them little boogers can break and you don't even know it. Your mm -hmm. machine's cutting in and cutting out and you think, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And it's that stupid little wire in there. Mm -hmm. Or the spring gets out of adjustment if it's too tight or it's too loose or the back spring's too Dirty tight even. or it's too loose or it's got a little piece of fuzz on it or something. It doesn't want to do what it's or that, supposed to do. It's and annoying. A, and as it's running, this the adjustment screw here, there's there's a contact point. So it's constantly right. wearing away. So yes. it's, and as so it's you constantly use it, it's ruining adjusting. its adjustment. The more you use it, the more out of adjustment it's going. And then yeah. you have to tighten up your screws. You have to file off your points. And then there's no a rubber band that you position band, that yep. you can position in such a way that it can affect the way the machine is running. Right. And also you can another barrier. up on here with the rubber band too. So yeah, there's a lot of things that need to be adjusted on these. Coils come in various sizes of various wraps. Capacitors come in various sizes and wraps. You can push machines hard. You can push them easy. Yeah, and there's a bunch They're of different the way and the way the size of the coils and the wraps of the coils can determine what weight of spring. Um, some people like the the contact point forward, some back for right. different things. There's just right. all there's kind. a lot it's, of adjustment. like you said. It's it's almost like a dual carburetor. Mm -hmm. car, it is, you know, and they have to run exactly right. You know, you've got your springs, you've got your adjustment here, you've got your geometry, all that right. stuff makes a huge and if difference. Anything's out of whack, then you're just not getting out of your needles. You're not getting you that want. optimal and thing. And for some reason, it travels all the way down the needle, and how it acts in the skin, you're like, what the heck? Exactly. So when they're running beautifully, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Right. It makes that sound you just uh, love, and that needle just does too. the thing, right. and you're just like, this is an awesome day. Uh -huh. And then it goes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it hates you. It's like a cat. It's a lot like a cat. Right? You know, they're, they're nice and fluffy. And at first, they're your best friend. And then out of nowhere, their claws come out. They dig into you and they take off. You know? Like, what? I thought we were fun. So, on the other side. Now, on this rotary machine. It's pretty standard rotary. I mean, there's, so, there's a lot of different models of rotaries. Oh, I think as far more. as. Compared to like coil machines, there's so many different types of rotaries. But I think they basically but, work the same. But they all yeah. work the same way for the most part, and and it's just more that our, our camshaft is is a rotating motor now instead of going straight up and down with our spring. It's a rotation that makes drives the shaft up and down. It goes around, and the yep. shaft is up and down at the other exactly. Yeah. And it's hard for me to kind of right. show it. Yeah, exactly. Show it off, but it. But this spinning drives this shaft up and down, just right. just a little bit of spin to it. And when that shaft, when this tube is placed over that, it looks similar to that, that shaft will push on a, a cartridge that already has the needle all pre-ready to go mm -hmm. into it that uh, will click, snap right into that. And that's a benefit I love about the cartridge system is that one machine uh, does your shading, your lining, your everything, and all you got to do is quickly... Switch and you're going. Oh, you don't have yep. to sit down, re-select, and you don't have two set up. You've got this one thing, one wire, one, you know, and it's just super quick. And when you're done, you take these little pods and you just throw them in your garbage. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost too efficient. I need to <coughs> yeah. it's, it's efficient. I kind of like that look in the machine and shut it down and mess it around. It makes your setup a terrible time. You want to show off? 
Plus right. the weight is a lot different. Plus you get to sit a up and different. stretch for a minute. You don't get the vibration, the noise. Um, That's true. The rotary machine has a lot less vibration yep. than these old coil machines. They don't have all that heavy metal just in there banging yeah. on itself, you know. Your hand right. doesn't feel so cramped up after a four no. or five hour tattoo. So yeah. I'm wondering if it would reduce likely, because like the, the curse of, of tattooing has always been carpal tunnel. Right. I think you're still having that repetitive motion, and I think... There's nothing changing with your left hand. You're still tattooing, and you're still. If if a lot of people are like me, I still have carpal tunnel in this hand because you're still doing this. The left hand does all the work. Motion. All yeah. the right hand has to do is hold the Just machine. Hold on to it. It's not doing anything. The left hand's stretching the skin. It's pushing. It's pulling. It's wiping. It's doing. You know, the left hand does all the. Damn and if you're right-handed, you're a lot so. of times, especially back in the days before the rotaries were. Uh, popular when you're using a coil machine you have a foot pedal to turn off and on the machine constantly while you're going you're constantly turning running and on and off and on and off your machine so you had to keep most of your weight on your left so when you're tattooing you had the ability to run the pedal so I always felt myself kind of chasing my pedal or have not being mm -hmm. able to move as freely around and have my feet under me mm -hmm. and be as comfortable and as squared up to my uh, so now uh, I think it's helped my back even because with the rotaries, it's a lot harder on a motor to start them and stop them and start them and stop them and start them and stop them. Yeah. So what they, they recommend is just leaving them running. So mm -hmm. I've even now will hot swap my cartridges um, while it's running. I'll snap mm -hmm. the cartridge off and... I mean, it'll literally yeah. run sometimes for Make four sure or five hours at a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a there's a, there's a way you want to do it. Um, but yeah, so... Um, Plus you have less contact with the sharp part of the needle, yeah. which reduces the likelihood of cross-contamination. Well, they or, call them safety cartridges because yeah. the cool thing is, is when they're not engaged in a machine, the, the, the needle, needle automatically retracts, retracts up right. inside of right. there, so you can't Yep. You can't hurt anything. Right. Um, and the great thing, too, which I noticed not too long ago, uh, when you're using a disposable tube that receives the cartridge, is if you remove the tube with the cartridge still on there, it is completely inert because that tube is covering the plunger that could possibly push out mm -hmm. that needle. Right. So even if you were to say you were at a you know a situation where you're traveling or something, you didn't have a proper safe container, you could with some uh, comfort or you know at least peace mm -hmm. of mind going, okay, I'm throwing that in the garbage, but there's no way that needle could push right. out of that tube right. once it's locked into that. So there's a lot of advantages. There is, and I think a lot of our modern stuff, and you, you mentioned this when you're on the road and stuff, I think it's interesting because of tattoo conventions. Mm -hmm. For years and years and years, you know, we had to do everything at the convention the same way you did it everywhere else with cups of water and mm -hmm. inks and this, that, and the other thing. It was messy business. Well, I think because of the tattoo circuit, you know, now there's so many conventions that there's circuits. There's people that all they do is go to conventions yep. and tattoo at conventions mm -hmm, yep. or do guest spots. They're on the road. They don't even have a place of their own at home. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's dri it's driven a lot of innovations right. in the tattoo industry. Because, you know, for a long time, everything was kind of the same. Yep. You know, it was just the same. Mm -hmm. You know, people studied the technical parts and that got a little better, but... We still use basically mm -hmm. the same coil machines, the same kind of inks, needles, et cetera, et cetera. That they've been right. using since the teens. Right, since they've been using yeah. since 1900. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Which was based on the Edison pen. Right. Which, if I remember right, wasn't the Edison pen a rotating... Well, they they credit the Edison pen, I I, I guess, as kind of the first tattoo-type device that yeah. people right. would grab and use it to tattoo. to tattoo. It wasn't meant to. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the first design. Xerox machine. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, but the first coil, the coils were taken from uh, a doorbell. 
Oh. Uh, you know, you take you go if you if you have an old home with the mm -hmm. old original doorbell, <clears throat> take off the cover and there will be almost a full tattoo machine waiting in there. There'll be two coils. There'll be the armature bar over the right. top, but it'll have a little yeah, it'll have a little ringer on the top, and there'll be a bell there. You take that bell off that coil. You put a tube on there with a pokey thing and put juice to it, and you've got a tattoo machine. Right. And that's also... what people still use to this day. That's exactly. What these are. What that is. Yep. So now that is turned into something. When the doorbells would wear out, the first one that wore out on them every single time was That's, the coils. Yeah, that, those coils, coils, or you'll break that spring. Because yep. right. there's always wear there's always every time that thing goes. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's really come a long ways. Um, so do you think there's been as big of an impact on your work um, from the machines changing as, say, pigments? Do you are you still using the sample? I think the changes in the machine do not impact the art that much. Mm -hmm. They only impact people's ease of use. Right. Um. There's an old saying in uh, that's called "It's not the horse, it's the rider." Right. You know, a good rider can ride any horse. You know, a good tattooer can make a machine do what he needs it I've, to do. Yeah. Or he can work within the machine's confines, mm -hmm. you know. By example, prison work. I've exactly. seen some beautiful Great work. stuff. Out of something they cobbled together Jump. out of pieces and parts. Yeah. Right, exactly. Good example. Right. And so, yeah, and so the machine itself, I don't think, contributes as much. It makes things easier for us. Mm -hmm. makes things nicer, cleaner, right. a little simpler. Right. That's good. Uh -huh. You know, all that stuff is, pop, is good. But inks, I think... Inks are so <laughs> far and above. I was talking about this somebody the other day. It's like, well, you know, back in the 80s, uh -huh. ink was powder. It yeah. was like tempera yeah. paint. Yeah. You bought big old bags of powder, and you had to mix it with stuff. Yeah, well, you didn't. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, of course, we went through all kinds of things, you know. It's like, well, do you mix it with alcohol? Or do you mix it with grain alcohol? That was a thing for a while. We, which we found out later was not the best idea. <laughs> but, you know, we were dumb tattoo artists. Right? We didn't and there know. wasn't a society, there wasn't a group there that you could talk to. There was little yeah, yeah. like and, and the knowledge that one guy might learn might take years for it to creep to another guy. Right. Or, another guy. And, and or even something bad. If somebody too, went, right. oh my God, this didn't work. Like you said, it would take years for the rest of us to find yeah. out this doesn't work. Right. But while we're still doing it. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. Yeah, so we did lots of things that were not the best ideas we ever had, but, but they were ideas. Yeah. And so we tried it because you just wanted to make your inks brighter and more yeah. workable and, mm -hmm. and heal better. I mean, that's the 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 mission was always the same. Mm -hmm. Right. Better tattoos, better experience for the customer, better healing, less mm -hmm. headache for us. Yeah. You know, we don't want to do touch-ups. We just want to put it in there, have it heal up, and yeah. go on to the you next know. one. Yeah. You know, and so that's always our angle. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's where the conventions really sparked off that beginning renaissance, in my opinion. That's true. That brought us together. You had people from together. all over the country and the point. world sitting in one room the first going, internet for have you tried this? Have you tried that? Yeah. Have you right. Tried Prior to that, it was all these isolated guys. A lot of them mm -hmm. would, would last in one town for and maybe a couple months. And they would die with their secrets. Well, it was yeah, they would thing. die with their secrets. And people would tell you wrong things. Right. You on know, purpose. they would tell on purpose mm -hmm. because then all your customers would have fucked up tattoos and they wouldn't exactly. want to be your customer. They mm -hmm. were trying to put you out of business, yeah. basically. Yep. And so this was, people were notorious for that. Mm -hmm. So And it's funny right. because, I, you know, over the years I would hear people who were trying to get in the tattoo game and oh, well, so-and-so told me to do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm thinking, no, oh, that's not going to work out so good, you know. Right. But you're already doing it. You'll figure it out, mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, they, 
I worked for a guy it's in Chicago hard. that um, would sell tattoo setups. Mm-hmm. And at first, I'm like, what in the F are you doing? Like, we do enough cover-ups and fix-ups and all that. I'm like, that's ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that he would <laughs> purposely detune the machines mm-hmm. and basically fuck them up on purpose. Well, so yeah, they don't work. run good. No. There's no way the guy that's buying <laughs> no, them can figure out how to make the, it run right. Because you we know? can barely keep them running right. right you right. know some dipshit off the street is just uh, just going to mutilate. So, yeah, yeah the, and, that, three or four people and that goes right back to sabotage, you know? Well, and he, he probably also figured out, because in, in one way, it kind of cures these people. Because these people get their hands on a machine, and without any instruction, you're just uh, okay. Lost. You're gonna the first five tattoos you do are gonna totally suck, mm-hmm. and so the next it's gonna take a lot longer to find five more to do. Right, <laughs> and they're pretty much gonna suck too. Well, mm-hmm. now you've done ten sucky tattoos. The word's out. Nobody's letting you touch them anymore. Right. Your yeah. career's over. Yeah, yep. you know, two weeks later, you're gonna sell those machines to some other dumb fuck. And, and that's it. <laughs> and, you know, for us, it's okay because we only got 10 cover-ups to do out of the deal. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine. You have been listening to Q&A in the Kitchen, recorded live at the Skin Kitchen Tattoo, located in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, those on the panel were Debo from the Axiom Body Piercing Studio, Jack Lowe from Skin Kitchen Tattoo, and Wesley Dickerson from the Skin Kitchen. If you'd like to see further episodes, please stay tuned. We'll be posting more in the future, and do subscribe. If you would like to watch the video version of this, go over to our YouTube channel. We post these every other Sundays. You can subscribe there and not miss one episode. So until next time, have a good day, and happy piercing and tattooing. And if you're in the Des Moines area, we all hope to see you for your tattooing and piercing needs in the future.